Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from Beyond the Dice. Beyond the Dice is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a cyberpunk city called New Etika. I'm your Dungeon Master, Luke, and your players are... Ben, I play Cortain, the level 5 human fighter. Jeff, I play Gage, a level 5 human wizard. Hey, I'm Travis, I play Little Moss, the level 5 half-orc monk. And I'm Peter, I play Spigs, a stupid level 5 dwarf artificer. Hey, I didn't bag your character out when I stole him. Yeah, but I got to finish last. Yeah, you always finish last, Travis. You're a good guy. <laughs> Alright, um, so I would like all you guys to roll a d20 for me and the lowest number oh, recounts shit. and retells us what happens previously on Beyond the Dice. Six. Moss, 14. Spigston Denser, a.k.a. Little Moss, got a three. <laughs> Gage, eight. <laughs> Alright, well, Spigston Denser, aka Little Moss, tells the uh, tale. Alright, so this one time, right, I was leaning against a barrel, just oh, having a nap. Just juicy having a podcasting nap. right there. Yeah. And then I'm just like, what did happen? And they wake me up, and then things happen, and I forget what the whole show's about. You don't have to do it from your perspective, just <laughs> tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we finished at the bookies. But at the end of the bookies, after Cortain engaged in some like human, you know, fight off, I don't know, some weird, weird human thing that they do, um, Gage was like kind of exploding, like he's like magic out of his body, he was just like convulsing, and these pulse waves of like crackling energy just burst out, pretty much on, like hurting us all, but he was also hurting. And uh, what's his what's his name? What's the bad guy's name? I was saying Brax. Brax. Brax was like, let's get him out of here. And Spigs actually didn't know who he was, and then helped him pick up his friend. They went off to into their car and drove off to like some hospital. Um, in the meantime, the other guys hanged back and eventually caught up with the group. They get to the hospital, and Spigs is freaking out. Because he's like, finds out it's actually Brax when he puts his cigar in his mouth. And then he, he gets a call and he's like, I need some help. And they get to the hospital and Spigs kind of freaking out in the back of the car trying to protect his friends as he thinks there's like some sort of conspiracy going on where the uh, the edict of Aya, I hope, I hope it's the correct one because they both yep. sound very similar. No, that's um, right. They're like gonna like, you know, take them back and like torture them or something or at least, you know, maybe even just kill them outright. He's holding his thumb, thunderfire cannon and then he goes unconscious from another blast in magic. That's all Speaks remembers. What does little Moss remember? Well, he was, he was just, you know, just cruising along <laughs> having, li- having fun life. <laughs> So, uh, just, I just want to, first off, Peter, that was awesome. That was a really good run sheet, but I got incredibly distracted right at the end there because we have this thing called a run sheet and I've gone and basically written down the steps of how the show should run, like introduction, what happened last time. Um, and underneath run sheet, somebody has typed, and I run, I run so far away. That was and the this, that was the last. Do you last know how long that's been I, there? I put that there. I put that there like probably a good couple of months ago. <laughs> no one could ever notice until no. this moment. No, when I saw it, I my mind was blown. I didn't hear you speaking. All that I heard was that song in my head, and then I just had to type. This is great. Ten out of ten. And then that's when I noticed because I thought you'd written it and then said this is great because you were so bored by Peter's recap. No, I couldn't. I couldn't no. stop laughing. No, I just saw it out of nowhere. If it's been months, I've just because I don't really need the run sheet anymore. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's amazing. I think you can. There's a history thing. You can go back in time. Nope. Find out. No, just to find out how long it's been there for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, after that recount, we will start off this podcast, this session, this episode at 
Exocast. Now this building is in Central District and that's the major, um, say business center of New Etika. A massive, massive district of huge skyscrapers that are owned and run by mega corporations. We see this loading dock area behind these tall walls in front of this even taller gargantuan tower. And these simple lights shining down over this loading dock area. All of these security officers in their armored suits, rifles, standing around this taxi still running there. A little hob, sorry, not a hobgoblin, a little halfling sits in the front seat with his hands up. Cortain, little moss standing in the headlights in front of this car. Gage on a hover gurney with a medical team, a response team surrounding him. Brax standing there with his hands up as he's letting Cortain take his friend Spigs, who's just fallen unconscious, fallen out of the car as Gage's last shockwave has knocked him to zero hit points. An elf man stands at the double doors of this building, the loading area, in his black suit, his parted white hair, his purple eyes, looking down at this scenario. Cortain, what are you doing? I am taking Spigs under my arm and kind of just moving him. Well, I'm asking for Little Moss's help, like motioning him to come help me get him to the gurney. I don't understand what he is trying to say, and I continue to twiddle my thumbs. Get over here, little moss. You're a waste of space. Help me. <laughs> what for? What do you want from me? Stop looking at me and looting towards me with your gestures, sir. Get over here and help me get Spigs onto the gurney. Oh, why didn't you just say that? A second medical team push a gurney up towards the SUV that Cortain is now standing next to holding Spigs up. Little Moss walks over and do you help him chuck him up by there on the gurney? Yes. Alright, you reluctantly help chuck this dwarf up on the gurney, his robotic arm hanging over the edge of it. The first medical team rush up the ramp inside this building. The second team push Spigs on his gurney up the ramp as well, following Gage. Where's the where's Half-Orc boy? Brax is yeah. his sort of following behind. Like, he hasn't quite moved yet. He's waiting for you guys to go along, and he's, he motions I... in. I... We're, we're walking in, and I walk past and say, we might, be, we might be fine for now, but I haven't forgotten what you've done to my family. Fair. But I want you to know, it wasn't really me. It was Mecha Bugbear. He went rogue near the end there. Let's just say he teamed with our rivals, the Boneheads. But if you like, once your friends are healed and better, we can uh, go back to the standing that we were once at. But for now, like I said, I'll save them, cancelling my debt to Gage. And we shall leave each other alone, like we promised back at Vice. I, I was not at Vice, was I? I was outside, because I was... No. Yeah. Correct. But he's guessing that you um, you would know about everything. I just say I made no promise. He smiles, and he looks at his cigar, which is like this tiny stub, and he drags in the rest of it, throws it to the ground, keeping the smoke in his mouth, and he lets it up, and it sort of runs up his tusks and over his face, and he says, Fine, let's go. And out of his vest, he pulls out another cigar. You guys walk up the ramp into the building. And now this, the halls are a typical medical environment. Pale blues, very white sterile walls. Any other colors are dull whites and grays, light colors. And Gage, you just went dark. The last thing you remember is Cortain slashing down towards you as you stood in front of Brax, protecting him. Now, you see a white light running horizontally across your vision, and then it disappears. And then another light. And then another light. Go towards it. And it seems as if you are floating (laughs) 
foot, feet first down this hallway. And then there's darkness. And as you guys are following Gage being pushed and Spigs being pushed on these gurney, you hear one of the doctors say, the patient's losing a lot of blood. Um, they've, they've compressed the wound, but it's it's very deep. And look, there are some burns here. Uh, seems like he's been hit with some sort of energy blade. Uh, by the looks of it, uh, a slash, maybe uh, a long sword. And then he's interrupted by another one. No, uh, longer, maybe a great sword. And then another one interrupting. It's yeah, a lady. Seems to be something in between. Uh, and one of the other guys at the front of it, maybe the lead doctor, if you will, she says, look, we need to hit him with his cellular regenerate uh, and five mil of adrenaline right now. We can regulate his heart, uh, but we need to keep him alive. And one of the doctors or the, the, the medical response team uh, get like a little small stubby syringe slamming into Gage's arm and you see this blue, light blue glowing liquid just disappear into Gage's system. So you, Gage, you wake again and you sort of have enough strength to look down towards you as you push through these um, plastic sort of doors and these big blast or things go whoosh, quickly glide open and the room in front of you is a brilliant white um, there are some more people in there you seem to suddenly stop in the center of this room and these beams are shining down on you and you lose the strength in your neck as your head slumps back and hits the, the, the gurney and there are blurs moving around you and darkness once again takes over and Gage you are sitting on a collapsed staircase in a wreck of a house looking out into the wastelands what? the orange sun cuts through the slightly green mist in the distance making a mixture of colours in the air. And you're looking at the sunset, wondering whether or not to sleep here tonight. And a figure walks into your vision, resting his arm on the windowsill. It's Castle, one of the others in your squad. And Castle is the best shot you've ever seen. A man of finality. Out of all your men, he has spent the most time out here. And without turning to look at you, he says, Do you want claymores set along the perimeter, Major? They seem to work last time. Yeah. I'll get Thompson and Russo on it. And sir, yeah, I'll take first watch. And now you know he has taken every watch every night for the last five days. And you can estimate, you've estimated that he's probably had maximum six hours sleep since you guys left New Etica. And even with such little sleep, you know he could go for another five days. Even with such little sleep, you know he could go another five days and he'll still do his job. Are we expecting anything in, like, in this night? Look, it's the wasteland. There's always stuff yeah. going on. It's it's really never safe out there, out here. Uh, that Gage leaves him. He doesn't say anything. Cool. And now as you're sitting on this... Um, this staircase, this wrecked staircase, you're cleaning your weapon, making sure that the chambers clear your cartridges, all the bullets glide smoothly in and out of it. The sun sets completely. And in the last few minutes of light, the sky transforms from a dull orange to a sort of dusty pink. The dead husk that they call trees look nice outlined in the rose lights and you sort of joke to yourself you laugh quietly as everyone comes inside after setting their traps and they lay their packs down and they roll out their bedrolls and lay amidst the rotting furniture you look over your squad uh, you're letting castle take watch yep castle you take first watch but uh don't keep it too long there's plenty of us to share around yes sir and he um, makes his way towards the staircase and sort of steps around you, climbs up, or jumps up a part of it to the upper level, holding his sniper rifle, goes up to the, the top level there where the roof is collapsed in. Gage, knowing, like, he's also, he's going to take the second watch, which is the hard, like, if you separate into three watches, it's the hardest watch. 
because you have to like you get the smallest amount of sleep on either side yep cool so i'm going to um i'm gonna roll for castle's watch in a moment but you sit in an old armchair next to the in in the lounge room sort of near the staircase propping up your foot on an upturned paint can your rifle in hand and you look at the pictures hanging on the wall in front of you and it's a surprise that they're still hanging there on the peeling wall the slightly faded pictures behind the cracked glass shows you snapshots of a happy family there sitting by the water at other times at a restaurant with um, who must be their grandmother an old lady and a few other pictures with various family members holding a fluffy white dog and you wonder to yourself you wonder what it would be like to have a life like that besides the sound of children playing in the yard it would be quiet monotonous ignorant lively but stable the fact that death is not hovering over you ready to strike when you least expect it and as you look over your squad and out the window into the dark night you quietly chuckle to yourself and you think none of this if you had a life like that and you fall asleep looking at the patterns in the peeling cracked paint a roll first castle you feel a tapping at your shoulder and you were sort of coming out of sleep as you heard castle super quietly coming down the stairs and he says sir you can sleep if you want i'm happy to take the entire night now castle like that's just us you know it's fine you need to sleep too i need you at your best need everyone everyone needs to be at the best affirmative goes drops his um goes to his pack pulls out his bedroll drops it down with the rest of the squad rifle on his chest he lays down with his pack as a pillow and you begin to climb the destroyed stairs to the second story most of it is caved in the roof collapsed and you take your watch in the most peaked part of the roof and the moons overhead shed the area in a pale blue light and you hear nothing but the creaking of the old husks the trees out there and the wind blowing through the wreckage that you all rest in tonight and i want you to roll a perception check for me crit sweet do you see you see through time i it's it's yeah it's i, I have a plus one on perception <laughs> you hear a sound and you know it all too well. It's like a very, very light clicking sound. And then you hear some pebbles, maybe two, three pebbles bounce only 30 meters from the house. It must be those damn spiners. Can you describe a spiner for me? A spiner. They are hunched figures long limbs eight of them i should say eight long limbs they have charcoal exoskeletons and the 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 armor over their sinuous muscles resemble twisted rib cages of various sizes but what is more recognizable are the long curved spines protruding from top of its head all the way to what you guys have gone and called the kanji and now the kanji are a strange conjoined disfigured version of the creature melded into the carapace on the arse end of this creature and this little conjoined version is just as intelligent as the prime creature that it seems to be attached to and just as deadly and you see Six of these creatures slowly moving through the light mist. Are there... I'd say six, but if you really want to get technical with it, 12 of them, because there's the 
kanji on each one, each one of them. But they're moving super, super quietly. Um, are they anywhere near where they, we'd set up the claymores? Um, yeah, they're they're um, fairly close. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the major. Was it a major? Was that his rank? Yep. Okay. So the major is going to try and wait for them to get close and then fire uh, fire the, the one at the back of the pack in order to try and scare them into the claymores. All right. Cool. Let me just roll something. Oh, yeah. So as they're slowly more moving towards the claymores, one of them stops and you hear it make this strange creak noise that resembles the creaking of the tree husks around this area. And with one of its long, spindly arms, it reaches to one of the puddles out on the ground, and it traces what you can just see in the moonlight, because you're older 20, is a boot print. And then another one. And another one. And it sort of follows it up towards the house and it looks and you see it taking notice of these claymores that you've set there. And the kanji on the back of this creature makes a little clicking noise. And then the other spiners look towards it, look around on the ground, look towards the house and you see them fan out quite wide. Um, as, as they start to do that, like, gauge yep. fires. Like, before they fan out. All right. So, you point your rifle up. The night vision clicks in. And you pull the trigger. We're back at the surgery. Little Moscortane. You hear Brack saying to you, You can wait here, or you can come into the observation room. It's your choice. What do you want to do? I gotta watch yeah, this. Yeah, I go in the observation room too. Right, Brax walks in. The elf as well. You both go into this observation room. And you hear, like, over a little announcement thing that's in there. The patient is uh, augmented, counting, uh, high-grade, cybernetic arm, uh, eyes, smaller implants here, here, here. And they, um pull this sort of lever type of thing on the side of the gurney and it you see this like almost like a energy bubble go around gauge and the hover thing moves up into the air and this section of underneath the gurneys he opens up and they're looking at his like underneath him at his spine his neck his back and she says he has a very very advanced rig. No markings on it. Uh, we're going to need a specialist. Call Rogeri in here ASAP. Oh, uh, sir. Uh, she's, she's off shift. I don't care. If we do anything now, we could cause brain damage. If we hit the wrong circuit, he's toast. This guy has seen his fair share of pain. I see scars from blades, old bullet wounds, some grafted skin around his, his uh, arm augment. I don't even want to guess how he got this. And they look over it um, towards the other team that are working on Spigs now. Um, they basically just give him a little injection and make sure any of his wounds are stitched. Um, and one of the surgeons or the, the medical team over there say, it says, I guess it's uh, pretty common with uh, dark avians, hey? And as he lifts up Spigs' mechanical hand and points to his legs. So you guys are all there watching them they're working on um spigs they're doing some very minor stuff to gauge at the moment stitching stitching other wounds cuts up um they're working on his chest um they've hit one of his org like the slash has hit one of his augments it could be why these little shock waves are going off every now and then uh maybe five minutes later this guy busts in his hair is like he's got bed hair he's pulling on like a doctor's coat, putting on a respirator and pushing some goggles down from his forehead. And he walks over, looks up to the, um, some monitors that are showing Gage's spine. And he says, very interesting, very, very interesting. This, uh, 
brig is incredibly advanced. I've not seen a rig like this before in my entire life. And he says some other things to some people there and they start to work on it. He doesn't so much touch the rig, but he gets some instruments out and he starts tuning and scanning the various augments on Gage's body. And you guys notice the visible shockwaves that are leaving Gage um, slowly dissipate over time. And you guys are in the waiting room watching all of this happening for maybe an hour's worth of time. Is there anything that you guys want to talk about in there? Wait, wait, just quickly before they yeah. do. Is there anything like, there's no conscious ability, but is it possible for any of Gage's augments that are getting scanned in the system to actually try and get back out? Like, um, no. or like arcane hacking or digital phantom or anything like Gage is trying to break out? Nope. Okay. You were unconscious. Okay. Oh, good. Continue. <laughs> yeah, you guys in the waiting room. Do you want to do anything? Do you want to say anything? Whoa, that is gnarly, man. I can see his whole spine. What? And his spine is like this, like this long mechanical thing. It's like it basically looks like a spine, but it's robotic, and it goes all the way up into these uh, sort of metallic bands that run across the back of his neck and into the base of his skull. I'll see if I can find an image that I can quickly share with you guys just so that you can... Um... I'm thinking like the Borg lady, you know, when she's just like the, the spine when they plug her into the into the bodysuit thing. Yeah, yeah, actually kind of like that. Yeah. Um, the Borg it's queen. Like, Sorry, not lady queen. Isn't creation beautiful? Look at all of God's <laughs> handiwork. It's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe that that's what my spine looks like. <laughs> what is this guy? This guy that we've been hanging out with, that we've been going on missions together with. What? I don't know. He looks a bit like a toaster. Mm. Looks more machine than man. Mmm. Mmm. I can dig it. I had a robot girlfriend once. That, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm unconscious. Unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> but she does. Alright, after, a, like I said, after about an hour of them working they lower gauge back down they then take out these devices these big devices and they use similar looking magic to what Spigs has used on you guys before when he's healed you uh, and you see the wound even though it's stitched up on gauge's chest they use this big sort of device on it it looks like a um, basically like think of a chainsaw right but instead of the blade running out um, vertically it's on the bottom of the chainsaw and it's a big disc uh, and out of the disc emanates this blue um, healing magic or energy and the wound stitches up they pull out these stitches that are there they pull the sheet up up to his neck lower him down and um, move him out of the room Brax then opens the door and he says, They're going to take him into a room where he can rest for a bit. He can stay here until he's ready, or you can take him now. I'm guessing the doctors would suggest he stays for a bit, but it's up to you. We'll let him rest. Alright. Yeah, whatever, I'm easy. Are you guys going to hang around, or should I see you out? Well, I'm not going to wait in this observation room with nothing to observe. There are plenty of rooms here you can stay in if you wish. I'll wait with. I'll wait with Gage. Your friend Spigs will be in another room next to Gage. I'll see to it. So if you want to visit both of them, you can. Nah, I don't. I'm going to go wait out the front. Fair enough. I'm not going to stop you. I hate, I hate, I hate hospitals. They creep me out. Well, I'm going to get out of here too. My debt is paid. He looks towards the elf standing there and he nods towards the elf says I'll see you soon Setsuna and the elf responds goodbye Brax I'll see you pretty soon I'm guessing your activities and your work will bring you back here sooner rather than later Brax walks off 
the elf Setsuna turns to you and says, Follow me, I will show you to where your friends will be sleeping. I will have my people here set up a room across from them. If you wish to use it to sleep or rest, you can do so. Free of charge for this evening. Your friends may stay here until they are ready to leave. Have you eaten dinner? Should I have my people fetch some food for you? I want cereal. I will get you cereal. Thank you. What type of cereal would you like? Oh, ladies' choice. Very well. It's actual brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Special K. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Special K. It's so good. Yeah. I eat it without milk. Oh, of course. Follow me. And he takes you down the hallway and you see the sort of medical team take these guys all over the place through these long winding corridors. You guys all enter an elevator, pretty big elevator, because if it's all of you there, you go up one level, out down some hallways. And you see these rooms that are open. They sort of look like hospital rooms, but a lot more high tech um, and a lot more comfortable. Um, There's some decent sized televisions. None of those fucking tiny five-inch screens that they put in prisons. I mean hospitals. Um, You see your friends wheeled into there and they move them from the gurney to the hospital bed. Setsuna takes you across two rooms across the way and says, now these are your rooms. I will have cereal brought for you, sir. And for you? I'm fine, thank you. Would you... You're fine? Very well. Just please note that there are automated security measures built into this building. So please do not withdraw any weapons as the technology in our tac droids and drones will will um, initiate. It's like Moss puts his hands in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If that is all, I will be leaving you. You can call number 905 if you wish to speak to me. I will be available most of the evening until I decide to rest, and then I will not pick up the phone. Oddly specific. I'm just making sure that you understand. I owed Brax a favor, and this is my favor cleared for him. Hmm. I feel like there's not a lot of altruism in Dark Haven. Like, we're every- not in Dark Haven. We're not. No, honey, we're not. Oh. This is Central District. Oh. You might have noticed by the big sign outside. With the with the word Central District on it? Correct. Ah, yeah. That was a dead giveaway. Okay, so in New Etika, there ain't a lot of goodwill. Like, it's all favours, blood debts. Like, there isn't a lot of just for the sake of doing the right thing. Like, there is a person in need. You're asking this as a player? Or in character? Let's go in character and see what happens. <laughs> um, no. Definitely not. Uh, goodwill is not easy to come by these days. I hear that what is left of the Order of the Ages are the only ones that give out goodwill and, I guess, good judgment uh, to those underbelly figures of Darkhaven. But as for people like me and my company, if you have a clause or if you have the right insurance and medical cover, yes, we will help you. Or if you happen to owe somebody a favor um, or them owe you one, yes, we will help you. Or if you have the money to pay for it. But otherwise, you're on your own. Mm. People aren't built and made by goodwill. It's hard work and money. Mm. Credits, if you've heard of them. Yeah, I'm aware of them. Very good. Anyway, like I said, I will be off. And if you need me 905 until I decide to rest, then I will not pick up the phone. Good night to you both. If you need anything, my staff are here. Cereal. Cereal will be on its way, sir. Thank you for your help. No problem. And he continues down the hallway. And every now and then, you guys notice the medical team come in and check up on both of them. Cereal. Sit in by Gage and simply just keep watch. All right. I want to wait till my cereal gets there, then I'm going out the front, like I said. Yes, you're in the hallway, standing there, 
and you notice somebody coming past. They don't have cereal. They continue on. A few moments later, another person walks past with a box, like a, a plastic archive box. They continue on. They don't have cereal. A third person comes along. They have a um, like a big plastic um, sort of tray thing. It's got a bowl, a small box, cardboard box of um, what is called ladies' choice, a cereal. Mm. Walking up to you and they... A half-elf woman says, Sir, you asked for um, cereal? I grab the box out of her hands and I run out the front. (laughs) Um, uh, bye. Bye. She then goes into, pokes her head in. Do you need anything to Cortain? No, thank you. I'll let you know if I do. Very well. I'll be uh, about and around. And she leaves. So, Gage... It's um, some time. You're not quite sure. Everything's been very out of body for you, in a sense. You've had these two flashbacks, these two memories, visions. You're not really quite sure. Everything's a bit foggy. And, And you sort of crack your eyes open lift your head up the pillow is really fucking comfortable <laughs> real comfortable the blood the the sheet and the blanket the cotton blanket thing is pulled up nice and high you're pretty snuggly you look around the room this this, this sends the a chill down like gage's spine this shouldn't yeah. be right this isn't right why is comfort is not a thing he's used to something's wrong and the last time you were in a place like this, yeah, especially yes. a hospital like this, exactly. and, and a place this clean, um, is when you got your arm. Oh, even the, the even the place you got your spine, your rig, was not quite this pristine. The last time I was in a hospital, he broke out. Yeah, but I mean, like, okay, this. Yeah, yeah this, the hospital this level, you broke out yeah, yeah. was like a, um, a a hospital, community yeah. hospital. Yeah, this is like a facility. Yeah, very sterile, very high tech. You look to your right, and sitting there in a chair, in his armor, you can see one of the legs is like slightly, like the chair's on a slight lean. Cortain is there. Is he awake? I have not noticed that you're awake. I've been gripping. With my, with my new hand, my prosthetic hand, like stretching it out. Do you have your? Do you have like the gauntlet off? Yeah. Sort of thing. <sighs> Bishop. No. Cortain. What's happened? Cortain looks across. Says you were injured. You moved in front of my blade. And I was dealing justice to that half-orc scum. Oh, that's right. You idiots. You're killing every single person nearly well, in there. only going to kill the members of the what? edict. Yeah? Who- you really think that? You really think, like, you would have stopped there? How many other people had you already slain in that room? We had the situation under control. I didn't like, kill anyone in there. You didn't kill anyone in there? None of the hostages died because of me. You- they were shot by the people holding them. And you determine who lives and who died in that room. Like, we could we could have used the information. We could have found out more. We could have done something, like, to further our investigation or to find out I did something. anything else. You and the rest um, were in the corridor for how long? For minutes? I was the one who went and acted. And when we heard shouting that they were going to kill the hostages, you went in by yourself. You were already falling behind. They were going to kill the hostages anyway. They were going to kill the hostages soon as we went in there you knew that what would have been the, what would have been the other option just allow them to hold the hostages and what we retreat we give up our arm i moved in decisively because that's what needed to be done yeah gage drops unconscious he he's still sort of scowling at you staring at you not saying anything and gage you fall into darkness again <laughs> seamless okay 
So yeah, yeah. I actually like that. Like he just he goes on a rant. He gets angry at Gage and falls back on consciousness. We'll cut to Spigs. The Spigs, you um, you come to some light is shining through these windows in the room. A doctor walks up, and she says, "You're right then." Uh, uh, where am I? Exocast Industries Central District Medical Facility. You don't remember coming here? Exocast. Is that the... Wait. I remember... I was like... Is that... Are you part of the Aegis? Where's my... Where's my gun? Aegis? The... Edict? Crime fighters? Edict? Edict, that, that's the one. All you Do humans you... sound the same with your... Your, like, conspiracy Human? groups. Excuse me. She's a half-orc. All you non-dwarf people look the same to me. Um, can you just wait here a moment? I'll be right back. She leaves the room. Cortain. Spigs is like looking around for his like gun. Cortain, you see this uh, yep. this doctor walk in. Yep. Um, Gage, you um. He, you're like you can't really hear anything. Sorry, you can't even can't really see anything. You're still in that unconscious state, but you can you're slightly like some some audio is coming through. Like you're slightly hearing things as they're going on while you're asleep. You know that really weird state you're getting sometimes. <laughs> you hear this doctor talking to to um, Cortain, and she says, uh, "Excuse me, um, your friend's woken up. I'm not sure if he's has a head injury or." If he's had a stroke or something, but he's... No, that's just him. I'll come in and see. <laughs> he's... Yeah, he seems to be rambling about things. Um, do, I, do you want me to get one of the... Um, one of the uh, nurses to bring in some breakfast yes. for you all? I think at least your friend here, Gage, should eat something. Yes, please. I'll go see to... I'll go see to Spigs. <laughs> Breakfast. All right, I'll um, I'll call for my people. And she walks over to her, the phone and she dials some numbers and she orders some three lots of breakfast down here to the ex ex Bobo room. And she's like, I need three breakfast. Start. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These boys need a big breakfast Kransky injection. It's like. Has anyone seen the lady's choice? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has stolen, has broken in and stolen all of the lady's choice. <laughs> all right. So Spigs, you're sitting there in the room and Cortain walks in. Uh, Cortain, you're still like moving your hand and fixing it. And you see, you noticed during the night that your hand, the um, there's a section sort of near the wrist where there's this light, um, not a tattoo, but you can see it as you turn your hand in certain lights that there's this almost um, like a slightly more white ver pigment version of the, your skin color on your the sort of protective covering over your robotic skeleton hand that says exocast. Sorry, Gage so, or Cortain? C Cortain. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, Cortain. If I said Gage, no, no, you didn't. I meant Cortain. No. No, cool, cool. Yeah. So your hand is made by this Ooh. company. Fancy. Good, good to know. I got good stuff. And get ripped off. Spigs, you see Cortain walking in, and he's looking at his hand, is, and is, he looks up to see you. Is that is that you, Cortain? Yes, it is, Spigs. You're fine. You're safe. Are you safe? Are you, are you sure? Like it's not some evil. Edict plan. They took my gun. I don't. I, 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 is this? Are you okay? I'm fine. Are we are okay? in a hospital, man. Calm down. Okay. What's 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 going on? Gage is what? resting in the other room. Little Moss is somewhere, probably leaning against a post with shady eye dog glasses on. Uh, I, I'll see. Hold on. I'll see if I can move. And Spigs tries to get out of like the bed. Cool. They haven't like disconnected you from your legs or any weird shit like that, but you um, <laughs> My legs. you don't have a top on. Um, it's all like folded up on a table 
against the wall. You get off the bed, um, and all of your wounds have been tended to. You've been healed. Uh, you've had a long rest, so you've you're up to your full HP. You don't know that because Speaks doesn't understand he's got HP. But anyway, I just told you for player's sake. You see that your thunder cannon is there as well, and all of your gear on the table. Oh, thank goodness. Thought I lost it again. Sweet, sweet Betsy. Do you need a moment? God. I'll step out. Oh, I already have. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, did you want two of the breakfasts in here? A, um, a half-elf man asks a nurse poking his head in. He's <clears throat> holding two trays with food on it. Yes, please. Two in here and one in for the other patient. He brings it over and places it on a small circular table that's in on the side of the room. Um, it's got three chairs around it. And he says, your friend's uh, got his meal. He's awake. I thought I'd let you know as well. Um, if you guys need anything, let us know. Uh, I believe your friend should be able to leave today as... You know, his wounds weren't as bad as um, Mr. Gage in the next room, but um, Gage may wish to leave as well. You know, I'm not sure. You can talk to him and just let us know. He leaves. Uh, you think is, uh, we can trust this food? Like, what? Why? Why did Brax just not kill us? Like, why? Why did he? I still don't understand. Seemed that Half Hawk had more honor than I thought. He was repaying the debt to Gage for saving his life. So we're like, are we friends now? Like, is that how it works? He's not my friend. Ah, oh. I don't know. It's all, it's all confusing. Uh, did you did you at least like find out why he was there? Like, what's the other game? No. No. What have you guys been doing this whole time? Watching over you. Oh, well, I guess that's something. Let's go. Let's go check out. Let's go. Let's go check. Let's go find Gage. He's in the next room. He's next door. This is great. Great podcast material. <laughs> it's great. It's good. It's it's like character role play. Man, you just left yeah, the building. Yeah, got I was just thinking. Should I cut till? Whoa, I cut whoa, till whoa! Hey, this be hate. <laughs> Oh, so oh wait! Oh, hold on! I'm gonna get some cereal, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to like a place where I don't have to talk anymore. You play <laughs> you play your character how you want. I'll play my character how I want. Do you remember that time right. I what sat there gonna... watching over you while you fucking sat there with a big arrow through your chest, and I was sitting there watching cartoons, eating cereal. <laughs> I am being consistent, and you're being a weak little bitch, which is consistent with your character. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, what we're going to do quickly is we're going to jump back in time to Little Moss sprinting out of this building with his um, with his cereal. I would like you to make a um, a dexterity saving throw for me, sir. Uh, 21. All right, as you're running out of those double doors, um, there's a security guy walking past and he turns to look at you and you just like jump over him into the loading dock area with your cereal, not spilling any of it. As I do, I'm like, um, ladies' choice! <laughs> sh- throwing a handful of it into your mouth as you're flying through the air. Yeah, and I you freeze run. frame mid-air, and I'm just like, ladies' choice. <laughs> Little Moss is played by Travis. <laughs> <laughs> you, you freeze frame, and then you drop down. You're running across the ground. Can you roll an acrobatics for me? Um, yeah. Oh, that's not so good. Uh, 11. 11. You jump uh, to jump over the gate. You don't quite make it. You slam into it and you grab onto it like a fireman's pole holding the cereal to your chest. You slide down to the ground. All the security guards are looking at you. One of them's awkwardly like slowly rising their rifle and they're like, Sir, did you steal that cereal from this facility? Um, no, it was her choice. 
Yeah. Well, I'm just stepping out the front. Like, I've got a friend. He's here. We're good. Like, I just need to go out and eat my cereal outside. More of an outside cereal person. Very good. Um, open up the gate. And a uh, gate opens. The gate opens a tiny bit. You like squeeze through. It closes. I scoot. And we're gonna cut back into the morning. Gage, you're there in the bed. You're you're sitting up. You <laughs> have a breakfast in front of you. There's some like toast and some jams and a little fruit jelly thing. What kind of jam? There's- uh, there's an apricot jam, a strawberry jam, and a plum jam. Wow. It's place there's three little tubs. Awesome. You're, yep. And there's also a um, a peanut butter as well. You can choose. Uh, on the side, you've also got a plate with what looks like um, an egg replicant. It's basically a white disc with a, a yellow center. Um, it's, and it's everything the body a, needs. A pro a protein tube sausage. There's a glass of some sort of orange juice that's slightly yellow, and Cortain and Spigs walk in. Spigs just putting all his stuff back on. So is this so? So this is the next day. Yeah, this is this is the this is the morning of when those two were talking in the room, and they just said, "Hey, let's go see." Yeah, yeah. Gage. So we were just jumping back to see what Little Moss was doing. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Gage is so is Gage semi-conscious again? Then. Yeah. Now you're conscious now. Okay. So while the other guys are in the other room, can I go back to there? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. The so the actually, actually you the see, nurse actually you the see, nurse comes in with wait, three wait, trays. Wait, 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 come, come, come back. It's okay. Continue, continue where you were. Continue where. You were. Okay. So the guys walk in, and Gage has got like like the food sitting there. It looks fantastic, like real jam. Like you can't get real jam anymore. Like there's peanut butter, like all these different things, and Gage isn't even looking at it. Gage has his like his hands are in the air. And he's tapping his fingers in the air and his eyes have this glazed over look and he's looking straight ahead. Like he's not even paying attention to what's in the room. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So as the guys walk in. So I'm going to, I'm going to roll, um, some, some hacking. <laughs> cool. Do it. All the hacking. Um, I'm going to use remote access first. Uh, what can I remote access to in the room? What I will need you to do is see if you can get past the security because this is a pretty um, pretty high tech facility. Yeah, yeah. But bef- before that, what am I yeah. like? I'm just gonna use remote access so I don't have to get off my butt to hack something. So this is just like oh. connecting to it. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Uh, there's TV. There's a phone over there. There's like um like lights. Um, Smart lights. The the blinds are sort of motorized as well um uh, like a intercom system with the phone the bed reclines up and down there's a, a chair recliner over in the corner as well that has like a a um, electric thing as well you can probably tap into any of them okay so what gage is gonna do is he's going to like hack into all of them so like every iot device is going to try and find any kind of vulnerability like he's like the smart light system. How does that connect to the network? The the blinds. How does that connect to the network? Like the the bed. Is it mechanical? Is it controlled from a main server somewhere? Is there a way that that connects in as well? So he's going to just control as many things as he can and try and swap between them. I can right. remote access only works for one device at a time though. That's cool. cool. What I'll what I'll get you to do then is roll an Arcana check for me. Yeah. Uh, 21. 21? Yeah. Sweet. You, um, you know what type of, like, network and firewalls and how they all connect together and in smart ways. Uh, and then I'll get you to roll a hacking check to see how well you do. Okay. So I'm doing, um, arcane hacking, um, which is a level two spell. Uh, so I gain advantage. Um... 23... 25. Alright. So, you are using your magic to wirelessly tap into all the things. Yeah. Um, and the other two walk in as you're doing this. You guys notice some of the lights are like changing, being more dim, becoming brighter. 
you see the TV stations flicking like flicking really quickly the gauge is just the blinds going up and down yeah blinds are going up and down gauge what are you doing gauge are you okay gauge just uh, ignores them oh or the TV flashes actually the TV text comes up on the screen I'm fine (laughs) <laughs> they could do perception to see if they if they see it. What's your passive perceptions? Oh, like nine. Pretty, pretty garbage. See, this is this is when we need Little Moss in the room. He would have been watching the TV. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it quickly flashes to different stations of people in different stages of saying, "I am fine." Oh, it's <laughs> wait, but yeah, we we can I still think... notice that because I think I'd be freaking out by the TV flashing. You hear that? You, okay. you hear the TV say it? Yep. <laughs> Everything I do, they have to roll an intelligence check. Oh, yeah, I understand no. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, you, are you now the TV? <laughs> the, the TV talks back to find who I am. And then there's a new podcast of philosophy. <laughs> beyond the philosophy of life. Beyond life. Beyond the life. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is where we're going. Okay. Cortana um, sits also, down. He's had enough of yep. Nomancy. You're carrying your... Did you bring your food along or did you leave it there? Yeah, I'm eating my food. <laughs> it's like, you know what? This little protein tube thing's not too bad. Mm, it's got a bit of little bits of like cheese, cheesy flavour inside. Oh, hell yeah, it does. Nice. Some could say it's a... A Kransky of sorts. I'm going to Kransky that in my mouth. Boom. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's one on Gage's table. Where, where the hell is Little Moss? I do not steal the one on your table, if that's what you're implying. Okay. <laughs> I might be a killer, I'm not a thief. I was gonna... <laughs> okay. Alright, so Gage is also going to do um, Digital Phantom, um, which is self... Um, which This spell works to effectively hide your presence within a computer system for the spell's duration. You and any other users um, take a plus 10 bonus on to intelligence checks to avoid detection by admins, no bots, tracking software, and the like. Whenever you your chosen users leave any computer system you're working in while the spell's in effect, all trace is r- erased. Alright, cool. So... And what's your intent? 20. So my intent is to find... Like, my first intent is to find out everything that happened to me. Uh, like, yep. any kind of video, any kind of, like, information, like, what's happened over... The, like, how did... What was the surgery? Um, to store that information locally, like, co- make a copy of it. And to also, like, run through it at, like, five times or eight times speed. Um, now, the gauge doesn't have, like, eyes in the way or, like physical ways of watching the media like he watches it really quickly he watches the information yeah and then and then tries to find out if they did anything to him and who the doctors were and where the information where the information goes Uh, do you want me to roll anything what do you want me to roll uh roll another hacking check basically won't know you're there and you get easy access to it because of your spell yeah so so do i get the plus 10 on this as well then is it a saving throw or a check well so there's a spell and i can roll the digital phantom spell yeah yeah but i mean like the digital phantom does that give you a plus 10 to intelligence saving throws or checks checks Cool. Yeah. So when you make a hacking check, it's your intelligence. Um, it's twenty plus your intelligence modifier plus your proficiency. That actually, that's not to gain knowledge though. Sorry, I was. That's to avoid detection specifically. Okay. So if you want me to do two rolls. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Um, okay. So it's plus. Sorry. Say that again. So it's. Uh, so it's d twenty plus your inte- intelligence modifier plus your proficiency. Yep. Okay. Plus two from the tools. If you're plugging <laughs> directly in. If you're not, don't minus the two. Okay, so I rolled a nineteen. <laughs> yep. For the to try and get access to all the all the things, and that's yep. uh, plus eight. Um, and then for my Arcana check, and then I think plus two, like which is include my proficiency. Yep. Um, but then plus two again because I'm using uh, hacking tools. 
Uh, that's if you're plugged directly in. Okay. You're using okay. Cool. Wireless, cool. Right. So it's yeah. So, so twenty-seven. Yeah. Look, you find <laughs> all the video, audio information from your surgery last night. Um, basically, what they did was they you they patched your wounds up, then they healed you. They stabilized. Um, the, there was some sort of. They've classified it as an enigma. There was some sort of magical force that was emanating from your rig and your brain tissue. And it was setting out pulses, kinetic pulses, um, and sometimes very light psychic pulses that were affecting people in the, in the area. Um, they recorded all information on it, strengths of it, frequencies of it. It seemed very random. Um, they s took scans of all of your augments, um, all of your wounds, your fingerprints, your eye augments, everything like that. Your face. Um, they did like a, what do you what do you call it? A facial recognition. Um, they have you under um, Lieutenant Detective Gage. Malcolm Gage. Okay. Um, so now Gage wants to erase everything and then shut the power to the building off. Alright. I will get you to um, roll another hacking check for me. To shut to try and shut down this. And this this is going I'm letting you know this is going to be very hard. Yeah. So without the plus ten I rolled a 21. Okay. If I get the plus 10 or not, I don't know. You will get... A, you will... So the hacking is to shut down the system. To, not to be noticed. That's another roll. Yeah. With the plus 10. Okay. Yeah, because it's just presence. Okay. So I'll roll again. Oh, sorry. And that had advantage. Wait, let me roll again. So what was that? What, what did I get then? Sorry. 21. 21. Okay. The next one is 17. And then I get... Okay. So digital phantom... So I roll that. 30, an advantage. 25, so yeah, so 30 not to get detected. Okay, 21 does not break through the security system to shut the power down. Yeah. Um, you basically hit like a person just running into the Great Wall of China. Okay. That's the size of this firewall. So when you do, yeah. like, you're basically, like, running at this wall, right? It's a picture of it like VR in a sense. Mm -hmm. Everything is this big, blue, like, like almost midnight blue um, area. The ground in front of you has these neon blue grid lines. And in front, there's this massive three-dimensional wall. And you're running towards it. And you like dive with your arms forward, and your arcane energy is flowing from your body, and you slam into the wall. You don't like crumple or anything, you just fall down onto your knees, like in a superhero pose. But then the wall, in, in, instead of being a neon blue, it is red where you hit, and then these big, um, sort of like rectangular blocks the size of the wall, drop down, you jump backwards, it goes onto the grid in front of you, and then another one, and you basically back out of the system, you disappear from it, and you're back in that room. Yeah. So that was to turn everything off, but I, I couldn't delete anything either. That's the same thing. Um, oh, turning off was different. If you want to delete, I'll just get you to roll one more hacking check. And... Um, We'll see if you were able to delete things. Okay. Um, 24, and then one more. 18, so 24. Yeah. Basically, all the files. Um, actually, do you want to make it so that everything is gone, or that, like, some little bits of information are left Actually, behind? Actually, yeah, let's, let's do it, like, gate, like, the... The, all the all the biometrics is gone like all the fingerprints and scans are gone like yep. there was a patient and the the name is there the um 
yeah, just more subtly. Like, uh, and the specifics about the augments and what they scanned is gone. Cool. But the surgery... So basically, and- basically, the information they've got left is, like, there was surgery, a special uh, specialist was called in for um, augments, um, victim, or the, the patient was stabilized. That's basically the only information they're left with. Yep. Yeah. So you're back in the room and Cortain's there eating away. I will say all of you get a call coming through on your communicators. And it seems to be Darkhaven Library. You guys answer it and you hear a voice. Ah, hello. Can you hear me? Guys, it's me, Lorian. I've got really bad news. Incredibly bad news. Sorry, I'm in a panic right now. The keys? The keys, they're on the move. The edict, they're moving them from where they are in vice to, to somewhere else. P- quick, quick, get back to the library immediately. Come now, quick. The phone cuts off, and that's where we'll leave it. Go. Okay. Awesome. Hmm, I wonder what they're going to be doing with those keys. Opening the door, starting a car. I don't know. What I do know is I'm Crux, the interdimensional demon boy. Hello, listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for sharing this show with a friend. Thank you for uh, playing Fable 2 with me online in 2006. It was really fun. I enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed it, I should say. Uh, And here are my other people saying other things. We have a website, www beyondthedice.com and check out our Instagram where we take D&D, RPG and nerdy slash geeky pics so check it out at beyondthedice uh, we also have a Facebook page we can come check out all the stuff from above but in a possibly easier way to to receive it uh, at facebook.com slash btdpod and please 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 leave us those delicious reviews we can then spread the good news of Beyond the Dice to all the future fans. Yes. Thank you, guys. And good night. And we'll see you Christmas. Good night. Yeah. I think this will be after Christmas, but yep. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye now. See ya.